you know, not only did I show them cups, I also basically am an entertainer. Come on. They're, they're wow. loving it. Wow. You can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller, and welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. go off and do something else with your time, huh? How about that? Maybe grab a drink, you know, grab something to eat. Whatever you want to do what, is whatever fine with us. With- people with more than one friend do i'm not even really I sure i'm not they do. quite sure what that <laughs> happens in that case but uh i feel like i've watched media uh yeah. where that has been the case and they've usually they're grabbing a drink or or they're eating a piece of bread or something like that <laughs> and uh <laughs> they're, they're eating a piece of bread like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's usually <laughs> what happens in the media which is actually coincidence andrew because the game that we're playing today is all about grabbing a drink and a piece of bread andrew we're talking about beer and bread of course today beer and bread beer and bread beer yeah a little and b&b a little little b&b action today we're talking about a little bed and breakfast beer and bread bed and exactly. breakfast beer and bread we're wow. talking about a bread bed breakfast beer bread bread bed uh, beer, <laughs> beer breakfast. You know, you can mean? put and those in any order you want, folks. They I mean, make, they mean? bake, they bake you a fresh bed every time you add a bread, <laughs> right? And then you wake up in the morning and you slug down some, some beer for some breakfast. brewskis. Yeah, that is how I picture like Germany essentially, is that they sleep on a big old hot warm piece of bread and then they wake up, drink some beer, and they go to work on yeah. the autobahn. <laughs> on <laughs> they, the... <laughs> yep. They drive buzzed on the autobahn with no speed limit. Is that no Germany speed limit with the autobahn, or is that Holland? No, uh, I'm pretty sure you're right, but I, you know, what do I know? It's got to be Germany. All I know is that they play a lot of board games in Germany. Now the now the stereotype wow. of Germany is now shifting to yeah. All they do is play board games all day. Just nerds, like, just big yeah. nerds. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it seems to be the the capital of the world for board games these days. I know, right? Um, well, speaking of board games, Andrew, um, oh. the one we're covering today is... We're talking about a board, a board game. game today. <laughs> um, and this is one uh, designed by S- Scott Alms, uh, and uh, the eagle-eared listener at home will say, Hold on, I, uh, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, sure. And that's because Scott Alms also uh, designed uh, uh, a game that we've covered thus far. So you've been eaten. Same designer, Andrew. Yeah, that was only a few episodes ago, really, that we talked wow. about that one. Wow, so wow, we're talk- wow. We're, talking about we're going Scott-heavy these days, you know what I mean? It is really Scott-heavy, yes. Did this is from a different by, by the way, publisher, though. That one was published by Luda Creations, and this one is published by Capstone. <laughs> Two heavy hitters, baby. Um, by the way, uh, I was just listening to a recent episode that we put out uh, today. We're recording this in the past, by the way. Yeah. Do you think we're okay. doing the eagle-eared listener thing a little too much? What do you think? Uh, nope. I think uh, <laughs> I think the only people who are picking up on how much we're do- how often we're doing it would be eagle-eared listeners. Eagle-eared listeners, of course, they would they would pick up on it. All right, eagle-eared. Hey, listen, if you're an eagle-eared listener, um, tweet at us and tell us if we're doing it too much. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and tweet at us um, because we don't 
check Twitter that much anymore. So no, that's I never probably the best Twitter, place so. to uh, yeah. to reach out to us because we will just uh, ignore it. Yeah. I'm definitely not eagle-eared on Twitter these days. Um, okay, sure what, are we, enough, what are we talking about today? We're talking about a board game called Beer and Bread? Yes. Oh, we should that's probably... True, right? That's yeah, we right. should probably I, just tell people like what it is, um, but we got to oh. make it real quick, Pete, because I got stuff to do. Okay. Uh, well, what if we did it in one sentence? One sentence explanations. Okay, Andrew, I'm glad you're on board with this. Summing it up in one sentence. And if I had to sum it up in one sentence, Andrew, mm-hmm. I think I'd probably say, if you were to put a single wheat token from an Uva Rosenberg game under a microscope and you turn it to the highest magnification, I think you'd see this game, Andrew. <laughs> wow, that's... <clears throat> yeah, um, that's funny. We both went for kind of the same idea on our one really, second summary. Really, really. Wow. Um, because I said that uh, Beer and Bread is... The best Uwe Rosenberg game that Uwe Rosenberg did not design himself. Wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Yeah, uh, you know, Uwe's all over this one, Andrew, in my opinion. Um, and that is uh, something I love to think about. So, um, Scott, it's, of course, has done Uwe a Rosenberg ton of different games. All over. Yeah, all, yeah. all over. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Scott's done all sorts of games that uh, are not uh, reminiscent of Uva, but uh, I think yeah, I think this one's a little bit of a tribute, uh, which I think is very nice. You know what I mean? The yeah, the theme is definitely not. It's not like Scott Alms just like does a bunch of these types of games about farming right. and and resources right. and stuff like that. It's it's very similar to the theme of an Uva Rosenberg game, and I guess some mm-hmm. of the mechanics too. But like yeah, some of the but I see some similarities between this one and. Yeah. And so you've been eaten, and some other ones. Yeah, good point. Good point. Right. This is the right. This is not a, a clone of an Uwe Rosenberg game. Nah. Uh, this has Scott all over it too. And yeah. hey, that's also something I like to. You know, hey, why not? Let's just get Uwe and Scott all over well, us. You know what I mean? And the thing, I guess we got we got to explain what the game is here a little bit more okay. deeply. But sure. but the thing that reminds me of the other game, and I think he's kind of becoming known for, is the multi. I saw this written on the internet a lot. Uh, mm. Multi-use card game, where you have the yeah. cards, where you can use them for different things if you choose so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like Scott um, has uh, <laughs> become known as a designer who packs a lot into a small package, basically. Um, literally, with uh, you know his tiny epic series, where it's it, that's the whole aim of the game, is to, is to um, make it very small and portable but still have a lot of uh, still be epic be yeah still be epic. And epic at the same time exactly yeah. exactly uh but also just in his other games too you know what i mean just an economic use of uh of space basically and stuff like that um yeah. but uh but still trying to make it a substantial game to play so um yeah i think um so this is okay Here's what this game is, right, Andrew? This is this is farming. This is specifically it's called beer and bread because you are a village. Your opponent is a village. You share a river. You share uh, fields, in which you grow all the crops that you need to make beer and bread. So mm-hmm. there's multiple crops that you can harvest. There is hops, hops, um, hops. that is used in in beer, but also rye, barley. You know, you uh, that's used in beer and bread, wheat uh, for the bread, um, etc. And um, 
the so basically the idea is you um, share these fields with your partner and you are trying to harvest in a smart enough way and then either bake the bread or make the brew the beer with those ingredients and then sell them and you're trying to um, by the end of the game have done that in the most efficient way possible to end up with the most money basically at the end from selling mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then it then you got to break down how you do that basically and it's very it's very smartly and cleverly designed into being split into a fruitful season followed by a dry season, which of course is something that you would experience as a farmer. Sometimes seasons are more fruitful and sometimes they are less fruitful. Uh, that's, that's just the harvest for you sometimes. Um, and so um, on the fruitful seasons, you are drafting cards and then passing them to your opponent back and forth back and forth uh until uh you have played all five cards that each of you have have drawn um and in the dry season you do not pass you simply play you actually take into your hand some of the cards that you played in the previous season uh and then fill it back up um and then just play all of the cards that are in your hand without passing. So there's not a not mm-hmm. not a sharing of the cards at that time, as as the resources are a little bit scarcer. Um, and so and then you can, like you said, multi-use cards. Every card you can decide how to use it. You can use it to harvest. Every card harvests um, different harvests. Uh, did I say harvests? harvests. Um, every every harvests. if you if you play a card to harvest, every card. Um, harvests different things um you could also play the card for its recipe whether it be beer or bread so you're actually making it using the resources that you have to make the thing um or you could use it uh, to add an upgrade to your village um and so the balance of course is you want to harvest enough so that you have the resources that you need but you want to be smart about it because uh, ideally you're aiming for these um, these recipes that are available to you based on the cards that are drawn um, but also you can't get through the game without doing some upgrades that's pretty important too so you really have to decide what you want to use a given card for what the what the best what the optimal action mm-hmm. to use a card for is um, and then the fact that half the game you're you're drafting and then passing um, you know makes that a whole other decision. Now you got to decide which one um, you want to go for first and perhaps lose out on. Um, and then when you're not dra- uh, drafting and, and passing, you have to decide the order you want to do it in, etc. Um, and then on top of that, you do have a limited amount of storage space. You only have nine uh, by default uh, spots to put these crops in. And a lot of these recipes take a fair amount of uh, items to complete. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it's Sometimes usually... It's like six to, yeah, right. It's usually five, you know? six, seven yeah. ingredients, and you only have space for so, nine. So, yeah, yeah, you really have to go after one at a time, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's tight, I gotta say. And then there's the fact that you can... Um, you only have room to bake one uh, bread or brew one beer before you end up having to 
clean out your brewery um, or your bakery uh, to make room to make more too. So there is, uh, there's a lot of spinning of plates. There's a lot of things to keep in mind here and to plan ahead for basically, um, knowing that there are these restrictions that are about to, you know, take place. You can't just willy nilly get all the resources in the world and, and try to bake as much as you can and brew as much as you can. You have to, the game forces you to, um, you know, uh, forces you to be economical with with your actions, basically. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, and the way you clear out, like once you've brewed some beer or baked some bread, you got to clear it out. So you have to use a card for an upgrade in order to clear that out. So that also forces right. you to like then use a card for its upgrade, which maybe you could be playing and kind of ignoring some of the upgrades. Although some of them are really nice and. You might not yeah. need to use the cards for. Other I things. feel like if you're not doing upgrades and and your opponent is, you 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 just won't win. I feel but like. But it it um, just creates another one of those big like decision points where you're like, well, I have right. to burn one of these for its upgrade in order to clear mm-hmm. this out, so that I can then brew this other one. Um, yep. And the fact that the the other tricky part, like you mentioned, is in the fruitful seasons, you're you're playing a card and then you're passing your whole hand across the table to your opponent. So you got to remember what was like if you're going for one of those in that hand, you got to remember what was in there and what am I going mm-hmm. for? What ingredient should I get next so that I can then turn that around because whatever I have in my hand, I'm not going to have on the next turn. It's kind of like way yeah. back when we reviewed uh years ago, uh Onitama where mm. a totally different totally different game, but when you use a card, you're then passing it across the table to your opponent. They're going to have access to that thing once right. you use it. There is an element where you can, like, think ahead and be like, this one might revisit me. So maybe I should be mm, aiming to complete this card or use this card, but I can't fully gear. I I have to expect it to maybe also be gone. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, By the time. Yeah. And then at the end, the way you win is, like you said, you had the most money... um, Well, it's it's not totally which one has the most money. So you get a score for... The oh, bread yeah. that you, the bread that you baked. And this you is get maybe the most interesting part of the game, and I think there's tons of interesting parts of the game, and I always forget this. Yeah, you get a score for the bread that you baked, because uh, each bread is worth a different, you know, amount, uh, victory mm-hmm. points or whatever money, right? Right. And same thing for beer. You get a score for the beer that you baked. Plus, you get some bonuses for maybe some upgrade cards that you had going on or whatever. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you, your final score is not a. You don't add those two together. You right. take whichever one is lower, and that yep. is your final score. Yes. So, Which, again, forces yeah. you to um, focus on diversity of what you are chasing, basically. Like, you can't just be like, I'm just going to go all bread this game. You know what I mean? Right. Or right. all beers and like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you the have... game oftentimes presents you with... Re- restrictions um that you have to be smart about basically which is very interesting right yeah um you, you have yeah you have to even it out mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. uh i think that's it do we get it all i mean it has i mean that's a nice oh we didn't mention the that it has um one of the ingredients is water and yeah you can take that from the river and that pretty much has an unlimited supply but the other ones mm-hmm. have a limited supply especially in the dry seasons there's not as many of them in the fields so mm-hmm. 
you know, that there's another thing to think about is like if I take it, there might not be enough to brew yeah. this. And blah, blah, blah. when do I go for this thing? Yeah, uh, right. And is it still worth it to pl- to harvest some of these things, even if doing so? one of the things that I would harvest isn't available. It's still worth it to go for this other stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, there's also a, another element um, that ties into that where if your nine storage spaces are all filled up, which happens fairly often, um, you but you kind of over-harvest um, and you oh, don't I have the storage for some stuff, you have to, you have to make... You can, you can, like, rearrange your storage, you know what I mean, so that you have what you want in there but uh but whatever you can't store you have to make available to your opponent and they can if they have space they can't rearrange their stuff but if they have uh their their spaces they can't like kick out stuff they don't want take all of your stuff but if whatever spaces they do have that's not filled they can fill it with some of that uh stuff that you have made available um so that's another restriction where it's like hey be smart about how much you harvest because if you over harvest yeah uh you might be helping your opponent you know what i mean so it's a lot to think about a lot to think about there's a lot to think about andrew that's right and uh what i'm trying to think about right now andrew is how did scott even come up with this dang thing do you have any (laughs) uh any insight for us on that um Honestly, not much this week in the history of this game, uh, or this month, I should say. We're not doing it weekly, monthly. Uh, but anyway, um, well, yeah, but they're listening. On... They're listening to the show every week. Every week, right? They listen to yeah, right. It, well, they just now listen to old, ones, of course. <laughs> now that we're releasing monthly, they just listen to dedication the same is episode a every single week. Yes, that's right. Yeah. They listen to the same episode four weeks in a row until the next one drops. Yeah, I I sure hope so. Please. I um, hope so. <laughs> no, there's a, he hasn't written or done interviews about this one, but um, I do have a little bit of information just about the game kind of in general. It came out uh, pretty recently. It came out in uh, 2022, so just last wow. year. And, uh, We're like kind of on the cutting edge. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a pretty new game. We've here. covered all the cutting edge game, Andrew. Beer and bread, <laughs> chess, checkers. <laughs> All the new hits. All the new games. Um, Like you said, designed by Scott Alms, which, of course, he's known for the tiny epic games and Mm -hmm. also um, So You've Been Eaten, which we covered. And actually, as I was looking through his games, he's done a lot for Button Shy, a lot of solo games. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think I have Um, some of that that Button Shy stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Yes, specifically solo ones, I think he's mostly Mm -hmm. known for with Button Shy. So small games. Unsurmountable, I think, was was one of his that's that's newer. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, The game was illustrated by Mike. Michael Menzel or Menzel, I'm not sure how to say it, but Menzel, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I gotta say, Andrew, when I was going through the reviews, people were he's got he's got his fans out there. There were definitely people who were like, "Looks gorgeous as always" with a Mike yeah. Menzel piece, or you know what I mean? Like he's got he's got his followers out there. He's pretty prolific. I mean, over 400 games that he's illustrated, wow. and wow, uh, wow, including, wow. I guess, probably the most famous would be Dominion. I see um, uh-huh. a lot of people oh, know that game. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. just a lot of children's games for uh, Haba. He worked for them for a while. So. Oh, sure. Yeah, so um, just a lot of a lot of games, and a lot of people seem to know his artwork. They're like, oh yeah, that's that's a Michael Menzel or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
A lot of Menzel but, heads out there. Yeah. I scoured through Scott Alms's, uh you know, he doesn't really have a website, but he, I was looking through his Twitter, his social medias and stuff, and mm-hmm. he. what I've learned about him is he is a game designing machine. I don't think we really talked about this yeah. last time when we talked about So You've Been Eating, but this guy designs constantly. Like con- yeah. It's like every oh, month yeah. there's, he's like, hey, here's my new game. Whoa, whoa, here's yeah, my yeah, next yeah. new game, you know? Yeah. It just it constantly comes. So, um Yep. He he has no designer diary about this. No interviews about this. I game. mean, people he doesn't have actually, time for it. He's he's busy making. You know. <laughs> exactly. That is what one he's got commenter no time to reflect on, on him, you know. Right. So one person on Board Game Geek was in the forums about this game was asking, "Hey, has there been a designer diary cuz I'd love to know about these different mechanics blah blah blah." And somebody else replied, "Nah, it's because Scott is a is just too busy designing games all the time." Yeah, um, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was interesting. As far as I can tell, there was no Kickstarter for this game, which wow. in today's that's world rare of these games, days, right? Mm-hmm. It's that's insane. It's bold, bold move. Um, but he did say that in multiple posts that he was very proud of this one. Said that one. Said that multiple times. Oh, so, good, 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 good. You know, it seems like the kind of thing that he probably. This is just me guessing now. It seems like the kind of thing that he probably just came up with while just fooling around with like different mechanics and such, like different. You know, oh, yeah. what if you had a car? Cars that could do this and this, and I, it seems like the theme perhaps maybe came later. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be a game about beer and bread. I'm not saying that. Okay. It's like, I'm not saying that's painted on necessarily, or, but yeah, I think I, that. Right, you know, you know what I'm saying, like. It, it but I know what you mean. It, it is something that he could have modified to fit yeah. other themes. I, I think he probably. But they did a very good job. Oh know, yeah, for um, sure. Making it fit this theme quite well. Yeah. yeah. But I think from what I've seen, like a lot of designers, they'll just have like pieces of paper that they write on different things, and then they yeah. use those as cards when they're coming up with you know, and different little tokens that don't really represent anything. They're just doing some math and figuring mm-hmm. stuff out like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this game yeah. was actually um, published by Deep Print Games in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Capstone Games is, I guess, responsible for it in the U.S., and they were the ones who generously sent us this game. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Again, I'm, I'm still... I think I'm starting to get better at it, but I'm still confused about game how game publishing works, because I always see, like... On Board Game Geek, there lists like ten different publishers. Uh, under yeah, usually different countries. Yeah, yeah, you hit you yeah. hit on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which actually, um, deep deep print games, which I believe is the original publisher of this game, they said that this is going to be their first game in their two player series, uh, which I love. Okay, you know? now my ears are pricked up, Andrew. Yes. <laughs> So I love when companies do this. Uh, we've had a couple other companies that have Capstone, done this Capstone, by the way, Andrew, yeah. uh, is uh, the company that put out Watergate. So they, oh. they're no strangers to two-player to, to hits as well. So Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to play that game right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, All right, I just, love I guess it when just turn off the recording and to having I'll it. be right over <laughs> <laughs> I love it when companies devote themselves to having a two-player only like series I love it. You know, set. Like, yeah, yeah. Write it yeah, real yeah. big on the box. I want to know how many yep. players it is. Very um, brief. But it was published all around the world in like twelve different languages uh, with no Kickstarter. Amazing. Um, and uh, it was also nominated for the Golden Geek for best two-player game. Wow. Um, did not win. You know what won last year for best two-player game? We we've, we've never hmm. covered it. Two-player. Uh, it's called Splendor Duel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's it's on our list. We got to get to it. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, 
I've heard it's I've I've played plenty of Splendor. Um, yeah. Not my favorite game in the world, but um, but here's the thing: Splendor Duel. I think they got. Did they get Nietzsche? They got somebody to come on with it. Oh. Uh, well, we can't spend our time talking about it now. But it, they're, they're, it's either Cathala or Nietzsche um, that they got to to come on and, and work their magic on it, just like they did with when they did with Seven Wonders and Seven Wonders Duel. They uh, they got one of our main boys to come on in and do it. Uh, I feel like, yeah, Cathala. Yeah. yeah, Cathala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, I'm... Bruno. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready for... But you know what I mean. You know we're not talking. Let's we don't talk about Splendor Duel. We don't talk about Bruno Catala. Okay, we. Yeah, that's we, right. Uh, that's right. We, Until they send us the game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we uh are we talk about that Bruno is that is a way to force us to talk about it if they that's want right. if they really want us to talk about it um they can force it. Yes, and you know something something that you are not forced to do is write reviews on the internet about board games, but some people feel the need to do that. I would most. I would say most people sh- should not even. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd go so far as to say, not only do they not have to, they should actively not uh, do it, and yet they do, Andrew. So, uh, so why don't we review on this? Review on this. Yeah, um, we're gonna read these totally unnecessary reviews that people didn't That's need right. to write, but they they did, and so it's out there for us to put on our show. So we're gonna Pete's yep. gonna read a person's review of a game, and we're just gonna assume what their life is like here. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say not a single one of these things I'm about to read, Andrew, sh- should have been written about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, I, some yeah, I mean you know if they wanted to put their st- numbers score down or whatever that's fine but they didn't certainly didn't need to write all this andrew this person uh, didn't give it a score uh, that is one option that you can do on uh, uh-huh. on board game give you can uh, you can you can write about the game you can basically have a review of it but not have decided on a score yet Total they coward wrote, coward by the ca- way. basically it's the coward's way yeah uh <laughs> they wrote uh, was hoping for a stronger connection to the theme now andrew we just kind of <laughs> talked about it but uh that I mean, this that's a strong connection to the theme in this game, in my opinion, Andrew. You harvest the ingredients, mm-hmm. you use them to make something, and then you sell it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's pretty much built into the mechanics. You know what I yes. mean? Uh, I'd love to know how this person feels. They could make it a stronger connection to the theme. You know what I mean? Like what what do they have in mind? Andrew is my question. More, I would have loved it if the cards were buried in the ground and you had to dig them <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Uh, and then put them in the oven when you played them. What what are they talking about here, Andrew? You know what I mean? How much? I'm not how sure much what more of a stronger connection to the theme of, you know, uh, producing beer and bread from farm to table do they do they want here? It is perfect in that sense, in that you have, like, what is it, five different things or six different ingredients, and then you're mm-hmm. putting them together. Like, I guess you, you could have made yeah. this game about, like, I don't know, baking cakes or something like that, but it's it would have been the same thing. Like, I, I don't yeah. know how you're going to make it closer. Yeah. I just, I don't, yeah, there's no way. Unless you're literally, you know, in, unless the instructions say, now go farm. You know what I mean? It's like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, Andrew, this person uh, did the same thing. They did not give it a score, but they certainly felt the need wow. to write something, interestingly wow. enough. And they wrote, uh, so <clears throat> you got to picture this, Andrew. This person broke this up into 
multiple lines, okay, of of text. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, no full sentences. Basically, you know what I mean. Okay. Um, right, right. Almost like a list, but a not bulleted, bulleted or anything kind of, like that. Right, yeah. Okay. Kind of. And so the top line says game, and then it says best with two players, and then it says not yet played, and then it says want to play. <clears throat> now, <laughs> wow, what a review. Andrew, I did check, and this person does start yeah. every review off when the top line says game. Uh, and, oh, we, uh, found, we found a new, a new person on board. I, uh, I, per, Andrew, listen. While I do think that it kind of goes without saying that the item that you're talking about on BoardGameGeek.com is a game, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe we do need to make sure, Andrew. You know what I mean? Maybe for our listeners, uh, we have to make sure that right now they understand this is a game that we're talking about. <laughs> Just want to make sure to get that out up yep. top. Yep. Everybody, this is a game. Game. It is a game. So. Okay, this is a game. Andrew, this person uh, went with no score as well. Bunch of psychopaths. Wow. Uh, want, they said, want to play but not excited by the lack of visual beer components. Now, Andrew, what? I think you would join me in wishing this person the best of luck with their alcoholism. Uh, <laughs> it's a nasty thing to beat, so we hope you, we wish you the best. Visual but, beer components? What are they? I don't there's, under... There's pictures Andrew, of beer on the thing. There's pictures of beer on the cards when you can use them to brew the beer. Literally in a mug. There's... Oh, and, there's a little and house. every ingredient... Yeah, oh, yeah, there is a brewery. Every ingredient uh, that goes into the beer is a token. I don't... I think doesn't, this person just wants more pictures of beer all over the place. So doesn't the brewery even have like it has like little pipes it's coming out tanks. that are leading into barrels? Yeah, yeah. tanks uh -huh. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. It's so got it's tanks like, that are used in the brewing process and everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think this person just has to sit down and talk with their family about their problem. And you know, <laughs> I think this is like, not enough pictures of beer everywhere. What? <laughs> this is like Barney from uh, The Simpsons. Yeah, uh, that's easy. I want to see more beer, Homer. Andrew, <laughs> wow, that's a good impression. Thank you. Been working on it. Andrew, another note. This <laughs> is the this years. is the last no score, but this is a no. This is another no score. Uh, wow. And they, and their their review is simply Andrew. Game summary complete. Now, Andrew, I what? looked up the person. <laughs> and I was looking all over their profile. I was looking all over the reviews. There, there's no link to like a separate site on which this person does game summaries. You know what I mean? Like, so they're just letting us know that a summary exists. It's been completed, but we'll never have access to it. You know what I mean? Game summary. Finished? Game summary. Complete. Game summary game. complete. Complete. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, all right, well, uh, thank you, uh, game summary robot. Can I go ahead and access that database? <laughs> denied you know what i mean like what the <laughs> heck uh this is a textbook lesson andrew and how to drive up demand for your game summary you know what i mean wow. uh it's kind of a master class you know I, I personally i would pay 50 bucks now to read this person's game summary just because i know that it exists and it's completed what but, were their other uh, reviews I can't touch it. what were their other reviews like like game summary 83 they were you know no yeah <laughs> no they were all complete this person's on top of their paperwork you know what i mean okay <laughs> 
they just they they're... just all said game summary complete. It was so funny. Their inbox is empty. Yep. And they're yeah, their inbox. Right, right. There's no mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no little notification button or whatever um, <sighs> to let them know. Yeah, wow. Uh, in, it says inbox and then parentheses zero. Can you believe that? Uh, wow, 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 wow. Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten. They said Night of the Living Bread, and then oh, the rest man. of it is all in French because the person's French. Oh. So they just had like a little English pun up front, <laughs> uh, Night of the Living Bread. And this is – they do this, Andrew. I was looking in their reviews, and they just – they always have a little punny phrase at the front. Sometimes it's in French. Sometimes sometimes it's in English. But uh, the review is always in French. You know what I mean? The, so they just sometimes dip into English for a pun up top. Uh, and I'm not a pun there. guy, Andrew. Personally, it doesn't do a lot for me. So I would like to say don't come into my language just to drop some sort of stupid pun and then just fly back to your language. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and while you're at it, don't end every single episode of your podcast with a pun about the word three. You know, don't No, you can do that. That's clearly <laughs> that's clearly something No, clearly but I mean something. I'm sick of those puns. People who put puns <laughs> at the end of their podcasts like that, you know, just Um Andrew, that's different. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, Andrew, here's the thing. I don't want people from all over the world treating us like a pun landfill. In fact, okay, Pete, Andrew. I will hold on. I will say also, I believe our first ever episode, I think you have to go back. I think our first ever episode ended with a French pun. Wow. Uh, uh, menage a trois, I believe, wow. was the... Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yes. Um... So, so here's the thing: don't go into other people's languages <laughs> and treat them like a pun land. <laughs> wait, hold on. I wrote this one. I'm just looking at the review. <clears throat> Andrew, this person gave it a 7.8 out of 10, but they okay. wrote uh, at some point in the review they wrote bad purchase, and then in parentheses they wrote more than six dollars per hour, even once sold. Because they didn't like play it a lot or something like that, but they were tracking their purchase by per dollars per hour. You wow. know, uh, why Andrew wow. is this person keeping track of their bad purchases? I think is my main thing. I just, I Andrew, I think that capitalism has poisoned <laughs> us and this person specifically. Uh, uh, please wow. don't watch the YouTube compilation of top 10 consumer fails. You know what I mean? Like, it, you, it's just like, Wait, don't but let consumerism run your life that much. This would mean this person had to do the math of how much the mm -hmm. game costs and how, how many much they hours played they've played mm -hmm. it and do some math there. So this yep. is like, I see this online where people will meticulously keep track of which board games they played on what yeah. day and return on investment stuff I, well, um, i've never seen i've never seen it compared to the amount of money that the game costs like yeah that. it's tragic yeah to that hear is somebody doing that this. is another yeah. level of keeping That's track of how level. often you play board games you know yeah 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 exactly you see that at, like the end of the year like the uh, new year thing is like oh in 2023 i, I yeah. these are my top 10 played games you know you yeah sometimes it's it's sometimes it's kind of cute and positive right where they're just like hey i'm very happy because i noticed i play this game a lot you know or something like that and yes. it's like hey more power to you but if you are if you're tracking you know your like <laughs> 
your your level of consumerism or whatever like you know what i mean if you're like your grade for how good a consumer you are it's like <laughs> oh man we've already lost you know what i mean might as well just let facebook you know Wow! Uh, I, yeah, I played over. I played this game for like sixty hours, and it was it only cost yeah. me five cents an hour, and something crazy like you know. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. AI is helping me uh, get the most out of my. Uh, no, come on, no, I'm gonna vomit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, just live your life. Maybe just do that. Don't track. Don't meta track this. Stuff. Right. Sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, just try to stay in the moment. I guess. You know what I mean? Uh, if you if you let the future and the past run your life, you know what I mean. You're gonna find yourself rating your purchases based on dollars per hour on the internet, Andrew. So, yep, we reached, we found a new moment. level of crazy on these. Congratulations, we did. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Um, this person gave it a seven point five out of ten. They said the different behavior between fruitful and dry rounds while somewhat interesting seemed a bit extraneous and i would have preferred not passing cards back and forth in the first place instead of half the rounds but andrew here's my thing is like that is the game right that's the game mechanic so like it, this is like somebody saying, like, I like Candyland, but I would prefer if you knew what cards you were going to pull from the deck ahead of time. And it's like, well, that's a completely different rule set, dog. Yeah, like, that's, that's, a, that's a different game you're playing right You're there, just buddy. saying you want to play a different game. Don't act like that wouldn't change a lot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, love Yahtzee, but uh, hate the dice. I wish we could use something. <laughs> what? the heck what are you talking about <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> just go play something else then man don't be don't don't get in the reviews of yahtzee and talk about how much you don't like dice you know <laughs> andrew this person this is the last one i'm going to talk about it's an eight out of ten so they really liked it obviously okay, I like this one, yeah. uh yeah 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 uh they wrote uh, i even get some hints of a thematic tie-in where in a fruitful year everyone is bountiful and shares with each other car drafting versus the dry year where you keep your yards and draft over a shared market uh andrew describing that mechanic as hints of a thematic tie-in i think is a very interesting kind of downplay kind of you know what i mean like that's a mm-hmm. pretty major thematic tie-in and this guy's just like, I think that I'm getting hints well, of it, you know, little right. whiffs, whiffs of it here and there. That's a that that's clearly a hipster at a brewery just being like, hmm, mm-hmm. I, I get a hint of uh, this. Wow, <laughs> I'm getting a hint of blueberry in this, you know, right. blah 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 or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. And that, they're that like, well, that's actually a blueberry actually. milkshake, actually. So that's why yeah. you're you're not getting <laughs> hints of it. Like that's actually the flavor. It, you know what I mean? Like this is this is the, this guy specifically is a kind of I just picture him. He gets a letter from like his electric company about how they're shutting his power off because he's behind <laughs> on bills. You know what I mean? And he turns right. to his partner and he says, "Hmm, uh, methinks I'm getting hints. The electric company is somewhat unhappy with it." You know what I mean? It's like, no, actually, you know, you're actually you're getting your power shut off. Actually, so it's a little more than hints of you know. I do, I do like though how that person correctly explained how the passing the cards back and forth made sense yes. with the theme. Yeah. Uh, even more, even the... more <laughs> confusing. Why they're just like they nailed it. Right. <laughs> it's an objective truth. 
that it's but a it thematic tie-in, and they're like, it also explains it to the person that you read right before that one was a person saying, "I didn't get why you had to pass the cards. It made no sense. Why it yes. seemed like totally ridiculous. Like, what does that have to yes. do with anything?" And they're yes. just like, "Well, actually, I get a little hint of uh, little <clears throat> the theme hinted. in that." Yeah. Um, me uh, when I play the game Candy Land, I get some hints of you know. Uh, color, uh, you know, uh, using colors for movement. No, actually, hmm, that's funny that you say that, because actually that's, uh, yeah, that, hmm, I get some hints of a thematic tie-in with, um, a candy, there being lands of candy in it. What? No, there just are lands of candy in it. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> I'm getting Andrew, a I'm getting a hint of a little... Rap rat a tat tat at my front door, Pete. Do you hear wow, that's just actually a perfect hint. timing, Andrew. Because obviously yeah. I'm very steamed. You know what I mean. I got to work through this. These sets of reviews we just talked about. So I'm really <laughs> hoping it's who I think it is, Andrew. Yes, it is. It's Doctor Fraser Crane. Doctor Fraser Crane. Okay, come on in, Doctor Fraser Crane. That's right. Doctor Fraser Crane is here to help us count down the top 10 phrases that you're definitely going to hear someone say while playing this game of beer and bread. Number 10. I'm a real cool head. I'm making real good bread. I get around. Number 9. Okay, I'll accept the job as the harvester of your fields, but on one condition. You can't tell me what to harvest. Number 8. I hear they recently added more hops. Number 7. Okay, throw all this surplus barley in the dumpster, but make sure you lock it up so the other village doesn't get it. Number six. Okay, I'll trade you three sheep for two wheat. Number five. Hello, I'll be your waiter today, and I'll give you a little more time to decide which beer and which bread you'd like. Number four. Just wanted to remind you that this game takes place before indoor plumbing, so chances are that that water is full of human excrement. Number three. Butter and jam? No, I'm sorry. That's a different game. Number two. All right, what kind of brewery is this? I don't see a single giant Connect Four set illustrated anywhere on this board. Number one. I'm tired of these drunks just leaving their half-eaten bread all over the place, but the birds love it. Love break. Okay, we got to take a break from all this. I'm getting, I'm, I'm having too. I've had too many beers already on this episode. I'm getting in the mood. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling, feeling some kind of way, Andrew. I, I'm I in the mood for love of, now. Full of bread and beer and full of uh, bread. We got to take a break here. So let's we take a let's, break. Get some, yeah. let's get into some love here. We're gonna. Yeah, yeah. The make, bartender's bringing us a uh, water. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You're yes. saying, why don't you go ahead and take a love break for a second? Yeah. Take a love break. Uh, time to make one move. Pull out one card, speaking of cards, in our ongoing game of Fog of Love, which we've been playing right. for more than a year now. And Yeah, uh, it's been going on. It's been going yes. on, Andrew, and I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still a, still, still a great game. It's our relationship between the squeaky-voiced uh, influencer with the old cell phone and Pete, oh, yes. the uh, burly the chef muscly, with a flower hat. Yeah. yeah, chef with a flower hat. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Now, um... Andrew, it is my turn, and okay. uh, I know what card I would like to play in to this chapter. Here is the scene. It says, happy birthday. Okay. Um, and the flavor text is, happy birthday, darling. 
here's something huh. special for you, Andrew. Uh, now, this is we both choose here, Andrew, okay? So basically, uh, I'm going to choose what I give you for your birthday, and you're going to choose what you would like to receive for your birthday. Right, and, we'll, right. and we'll lock it in, and then we'll reveal, you know our choices at the same time if we match by the way if we match of course that's a great thing i get you what you want uh we both go up by three in our our happiness mm -hmm. um uh if we do not match you're gonna go down by one in your happiness of course you didn't get what you wanted for your birthday wow. and i'm gonna have to draw a um a scene uh, my card from the uh, drama scene uh, to get a little, you know, it's going to well, get a little dramatic at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, actually, in this in this round of the uh, game, oh, good point. Have, I'd have, have to draw, draw dramatic anyway, anyway. But yes, so, perfect <laughs> so, time to play this. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but um, so Andrew, options? here's our choices, right? We got yeah. A. If you lock if you lock in A, it says a lazy weekend at home playing games and eating pizza. Uh, and for that, if you choose that, you're gonna, uh, you know, go down one in extroversion, so you'll go in the in the introversion direction, and you're gonna uh, go down one in discipline. Um, if you choose B, it is a, a, it says a blindfold, a bottle of champagne, and a surprise. Oh. Um, so of course you're that's kind of adventurous. You're gonna go up one in your in your curiosity. You know what I mean? Um, and you're also going to go up one in your in your extra version, uh, interestingly okay. enough. Uh, and if you choose C, C is an antique brooch with an embedded ruby. Oh. Uh, and uh, and if you choose that one, you actually go down two in your uh, in your curiosity and your adventurousness um, <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess just because you just want an old. Brooch or something brooch. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, I know what I'm getting you. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in my token here with, uh, this with is, my choice. This is a tough decision on what I want for my birthday, but I think I'm going to go with this one. I'm locking it in here. Happy birthday, Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> That's the birthday song, I think, right? Because Frosty the Snowman uh, famously always starts with "Happy Birthday." Happy Birthday. It makes <clears> no <throat> sense when you hear that song on the radio. That yeah, yeah it I... really the you need the context of the the fact that they're like he's bo he's born anew or whatever yeah, as a right. snowman, but without that, it just starts <laughs> with it happy starts like you're, you're listening to your favorite Christmas station. And it's yeah. like Happy Birthday, Frosty, Frosty the, snowman. the Snowman. It's like what did they just mess <laughs> up? You know, it's like no, actually, that's. Anyway, um, Andrew, okay, you got yours locked in? Yes, here it is. All right, you ready? We'll flip them on three, two, one. Flip them. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> You're, okay, you you want the brooch? I did not get you that. I did I did go with B, a blindfold, a bottle of champagne, and a surprise, Andrew. I thought we were wow. an adventurous you couple, but you you're going with an antique here. Yes. Well, you took off the blindfold. I was so excited. You took off the blindfold, and I thought, oh, boy, it's going to be that antique brooch with the ruby embedded in it. And no, it was some other thing. It was that... a uh, champagne <clears throat> and a uh, Jimmy John's <laughs> gift card <laughs> for for $69, and I winked at you. You know what I mean? Right, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and I said, well, oh, okay, great, wow. thanks. I thought, I thought I was getting the brooch, but okay. So yeah, I sorry, went yeah. 
down in happiness by one. So you do go down by one. Sure, sure, sure. And I am gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and take a drama card here. Uh, and I'd uh, love to play out this drama that uh, that will transpire from the uh, you know goof goof the birthday goof. Uh, but uh, but we got to put the blindfold back on, Andrew, uh, and oh. um, get back to that movie uh, with uh, John Krasinski and whatever and Sandra Bullock or whatnot. Um, yeah. Uh, bird, bo- bird box. Oh, bird box. Is that is he John Krasinski? I thought it was just. I don't Bullock. know. No, that's the other one where they have to be quiet or something. I don't. I didn't never never saw him. Uh. There's one where they're not. Uh, I watched it. She's wearing a blindfold. They can't go outside because they can't that's look bird at box. the. Yeah, that's bird box. They can't look at the creatures, which you never end up seeing anyway. Oh, spoiler alert! You, um, you never see them. Hmm. I don't believe so. I don't think you do. And then I'm not uh, watching. I can't it. remember. It's been a while. Ugh, yeah. I don't know. It was a good movie. Uh, I liked it though. That's good. Well, anyway, then yeah. um, that's been movie corner. But now it's time to get back to the our show. Yes. Uh, whoa, Pete, I told you to turn your phone off while we're watching Bird oh, Box. Oh, okay, okay. But here's the thing is that I did allow emergency calls, and this one is an emergency call from um, an acquaintance who I asked to just talk about the game. <laughs> That's an emergency for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, yeah. Acquaintance call-in. Okay, everybody. It is time for another acquaintance call-in. That's right. It's the time of the show where we uh, talk to somebody that, you know, a lot of other shows would probably refer to as a friend of the show. But, of course, for us, you know, that's just disingenuous. So, um, for us, we're just going to be talking to an acquaintance, just just somebody that we know. So, uh, Pete, who do we have on the phone today? Hey, Andrew. Yeah, that's right. Well, we've got Chris Berg with us, Andrew, and Chris Berg. Is a head brewer with a long history of brewing from all the way from home brewing at home to professional brewing. So who better to talk about this game with, Andrew? Let's go ahead and welcome to the show, Chris Burke. Hey, Chris. Thanks for being hey, with guys, us. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. Before we get uh, right into it, Chris, we do have to get something out up front, uh, which is, you know, our our... Uh, listeners would uh, revolt. They have threatened to uh, burn the show down if uh, if we have uh, more than one friend. So we do have to uh, verify with you. We're not friends, right? We are just acquaintances, right? That, that is correct. I would take a polygraph to that effect. If, yeah. Uh, if okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, not actually not necessary, but uh, I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> just trying to, you know, uh, don't need that on record, actually. No, but, we, uh, yeah, we uh, haven't known each other for many, many years. Um, yes. Right. Didn't know That's each other right. when we were kids and definitely not all, at all friends. This is all true. And, the, you know, the viewer at home will will pick that up, I think. Good. Um, so, uh, all right. So thanks for joining us for talking about this game specifically, Chris. This uh, game is literally the title is Beer and Bread, and that's what you make in it. Uh, so half this game is making beer. I don't know if you have much of a history of making bread. Have you have you ever uh, have you ever tried your hand at baking uh, I, I actually, bread specifically? I actually did a little bit like uh, before okay. before I had kids when I had like endless hours oh, yeah. of free time to fill. Um, <laughs> yes. I, you know, and uh, and a lot of people I know, like during COVID, got into like doing like sourdough bread and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which yeah, I, I was, was doing, you know, working mm-hmm. in the beer industry by that time. So it was more, you know, dealing with that. But 
yeah. I definitely a little bit. I was not as successful with bread. I would say there's a reason I didn't open a bakery. So yes, yes, <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. <laughs> uh, but hey, it just goes to show you, maybe they're not as uh, you know separated as as one might think. You know, Pete, um, I'm just realizing that I could have also been a guest for this segment. I totally forgot really? that I, I used oh, to work at an industrial bakery. Oh, my God. You used to work ago. at an industrial bakery, Andrew. And I oh just... Oh, my God. Let's welcome to the show Andrew Miller. Andrew, <laughs> I just history uh, with uh, industrial bakery. That was like baking. many years ago. I worked there for like a year or two. And uh, wow. I did learn a little bit about, about bread making. But the mm-hmm. one thing... That, I'll just tell a super quick story because I thought it was kind of... The one thing that I learned is that um, there, a lot of... put hops in it? A lot, no. A lot of CO2 is created for, uh, when you have all that yeast going on. So okay. I remember like putting my face too close to like a tank where they had all that, that, that they call it the mother, like brewing. It's like, um, oh, you know, and it's like, and it hurt like breathing all that CO2. Like, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not safe. No, well, that's something when you, the first time you do in, in the brewery world where you stick your head into a tank that hasn't quite been purged out yet and your your eyes and face just burn with CO2, yeah. like you inhale that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so, Chris, you, uh, of course, opened your own brewery, microbrewery. Uh, and so you're referencing, uh, you know, you have got these big old tanks in there. Um, and uh, sometimes you'll you'll tell your workers, hey, I'm going to go clean out these tanks. Uh, and uh, if you don't you know, see me in 15 minutes or something like that, come make sure I didn't pass out in the CO2 or whatever. Right. So yeah. that is a uh, that is a concern. So, both you know, Andrew, both you. Wow. And Chris, you know, salute to you. Thank you for your service. You guys could have both died in the pursuit of making beer and bread. I think that's that's accurate to say we are the real heroes. <laughs> yeah. When others run from, uh, you know, the tanks, uh, you hear the CO2 and you run towards it. So, um, yeah, love it. Uh, uh, so, Chris, now this is not a modern setting in this game. This is kind of a middle ages medieval who knows i honestly don't care about any time other than before 1990 but um that's uh it's guys with like leather uh bracelets or whatever and you know tunics and all that stuff um and they don't mention mm, where they're white they are uh you know they look pretty go pale let's just say these folks on the cover of these things and so it's beer and bread we could probably zero in on what do you think do you think this is germany uh, at this time you know you got the, the middle ages or whatever they're making beer or they're making bread it's it's probably germany i I, w- I mean that would be my guess would be you know central europe right i mean mm-hmm. uh you know the, yeah. the I, I don't know how the bread is in england but i mean there was a lot of beer brewing in england you know uh at those times point. too i mean all over europe really but yeah, yeah. Cent- central europe would be would probably be my guess southern southern mm-hmm. germany is like uh you know, very classic uh, wheat beers and and uh, homemade bread kind of, you know, cuisine. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and wheat, definitely one of the ingredients. You got rye, you got barley, you got hops in this game. You know, that uh, is one of the things that I think we talked about when we were playing this. I, I, The one thing that I kind of wish that they added to these cards were like a name of the beer or a name of the bread that you're making. Because it has different ingredients, different recipes for the different types. Yeah, it's a good point. There is three different types of beer you can make and three different types of bread you can make, but they never name them. There's just a picture of them, um, which is interesting. But uh, but obviously, you know, you have all three of those grains in the mix and everything like that. So maybe there's something going on. Well, that's an interesting point, actually, because uh, I feel like, Andrew, if I'm remembering, remembering these cards correctly, it 
they seem like kind of dark beers almost that were spilling out of these these mugs and everything like that. And I guess, Bert, my question is, what's that? What's dark beer? You know what I mean? <laughs> is that uh, that's not? Uh, I mean, all beer is classically uh, hazy IPAs, right? So I don't know if this is actually beer or not. That's true. This is yeah. This is more of like a fantasy aspect of of the of brewing because really, you yeah. know, ninety percent of beer in, in in America, craft beer now is IPAs. There's there's a lot right. of a lot of lagers now too these days, and I mean mm -hmm. some other styles, but definitely uh, it's been yeah. very you know polarized between like a few major styles that you know mm -hmm. get most of the uh, you know the traction in America, um, and it's very you know do, it, the trends do ebb and flow, but. Um, mm -hmm. dark beer for for a long time um you know there were there were nothing but ales really nobody made lagers which lagers being like the kind of clean crisp you know uh summer beers that are that are ubiquitous everywhere europe and here you know all your macro beer bud and and miller etc um mm -hmm. and there's a lot mm -hmm. of great craft examples and european examples too um but uh for for a long time in in england there were like insane amounts of porter being drank which is a dark beer uh which at the time that was because you know the ingredients were so were so cheap and bad that they were using like dark molasses to kind of like cut costs which and things like that and throwing like mm -hmm. roasted grains in to kind of cover up things um yep. but there there were there were tanks in england you know i think this is like the the 17 1800s um that, that are bigger than any modern beer tank on earth today like these giant wooden tanks they they, they made and drank so much porter back then um so i mean it's like that that has changed over over time and there, there are dark beers in germany too that are made with like dark roasted grains that aren't you know like uh super chocolatey like a guinness you know like a stout would be um that are just like dark wheat beers things like that mm -hmm. so that it's really you know the temperature that you roast the grains almost like coffee you know you can you can roast grains all, all different colors and there's hundreds of different malts out there that you know create different flavor profiles um and different colors too so it's um you know something that's changed a lot over over the years and you know people think of beer as being just you know american light lager forever and then there was craft um, mm -hmm. but it's you know like before then there were you know all kinds of different styles of, all over the world that sort of were very localized at the time yeah 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 yeah. but then we basically perfected it with uh bud light so uh Right. Well, you know, to... really, I mean, it's like American prohibition really is what is what, you know, before prohibition, there were thousands of breweries in America. And then one oh, day yeah. they all had to close, <laughs> except <laughs> for like the ones that the, the mafia ran or like some turned into like ice cream factories. Um, but, you know, after prohibition, there were you know, a, a small amount of very, you know, big companies opened back up and essentially just took over the entire market in America, you know, where you had three, yeah. four companies, basically, you know, yeah. once, once you hit like the 1950s, you know. Um, like even now, I think I, I don't know that we've eclipsed the number of breweries there used to be before prohibition, even now. And I think wow. there's over mm -hmm. 7000 now. But you know, like there, wow. because especially before refrigeration, there used to be a brewery in every town, every small town, just because you, you couldn't transport beer that far. You know, it was not effective, yeah. not, not economic, you know, economically effective. So, I mean, there were like in the city of Newark, there were like, you know, 90 breweries or something at one point. Oh. I mean, it, it's like oh. that. That's, you know, they're you know, very small to, to bigger ones, but. Mm -hmm. um it's it's you know a change that was obviously a huge change of just making the business illegal for a period of years <laughs> pretty, pretty wild effect <laughs> yeah 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 and then of course as we know america uh started to <laughs> um encourage monopolies as much as possible um <laughs> and so uh here we are <laughs> so exactly. i guess we'll probably a great variety of bud light miller light and coors light you know on the shelves <laughs> yes. where 
that's one of my favorite things is people who are like, oh, I only drink Miller, like Buzz Disgusting. It's like, I'll pour those <laughs> in three different glasses and, you know, yeah. you won't be able to tell the difference. It's, yeah. it's they're, they're all, you know, there's very little to any of them. <laughs> uh, they're almost, uh, you know, they're, they're, wa they're all watered down, basically. And speaking of water, Berg, now in this game, uh, you water is free-flowing. Of course, you get it from your local river, your couple of villages across a river from each other. So you guys just dip into the river anytime you kind of need water, basically. Uh, and uh, I assume that's how uh, beer is made today. You just kind of dip into your gorgeous stream that runs next to your brewery. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I, uh, ideally, yeah. The, yeah. The, uh, mm -hmm. we're, you know, we, we, uh, most, I would say most breweries are dealing with, you know, municipal water supplies these days. Um, mm, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm sure there are some well water breweries on farms and things like that um, at mm -hmm. this point, too. Um, but I mean, the, the water itself, even like coming from those municipal supplies where it's treated, is still, uh, you know, the water varies from location to location, even like in different cities, you know, from mm. like Atlantic City to Philly is a huge difference in, in the water chemistry. Um, or like, mm. you know, New York or, or something like that, um, which does, you know, play a big part in the beer um, as, as far as flavor goes and, and you know, the way different things work, like hop bitterness and the malt characters and things, um, which is actually kind of a big reason why, you know, the, the dark beers existed so much in England and Ireland was their water was like super high in a lot of, of uh, chemicals that, you know, not chemicals, but salts uh, that made dark beer easier to brew. It tasted better. You know, if you tried to brew that beer in the Czech Republic, it would have come out like, you know, really astringent and not, you know, wouldn't have tasted good. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas like those light lagers where the water profile is super soft, like in Southern Germany and, and Czech Republic, those places made a lot of those lagers because that's just what tasted good with their water, um, which at that mm -hmm. point, I, I doubt anyone even knew why it worked. It was just the water here makes this beer good and that one sucks. So we're going to make the good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And I'm sure later on people were, you know, figured out what exactly those salts were doing that, that made that happen. Um, wow. But you know, that, that was a big driving factor. And even, you know, in America, a lot of the bigger breweries are going to use, treat their water to a point where, you know, it has nothing in it. And then they're adding back what they want. And, you know, even on our small scale, you know, we, we add things to the water, different salts, calcium and, and uh, magnesium and things that, that alter the profile when we want to make those light beers versus dark beers. That is interesting. I never even really gave much thought about where your water, obviously your water has to come from the municipal. So sometimes in my, uh, they do it like once a, once a year here, maybe in my town where like, I'll go to fill up the bathtub for my kids or whatever. And it'll come out like Brown because they've been flushing the fire hydrants out, you know, and yeah, you, know, yeah. you just have to like run it for a while. Did you ever run into like problems with not to throw them under the bus, but any problems with the city? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. We give Wood Woodbury's public works a glowing uh, review uh, here. They, they do, <laughs> they do generally now let it, let us know when they're doing those things. And they, they do that, you know, it happens to us too. We That's have a right. lot of filtration at the brewery. So it's really, we're just trying to avoid that stuff going into our filters like it would never make it into the product, but when they do that, we have had issues where they flushed the hydrants and didn't tell us, and then our filter just clogged, you know, with all that rust and everything that, that blows off those the, the pipes. Um, we, we did, I don't know. Yeah, we've never tried, but uh, <laughs> definitely would add some iron content, I would say. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we, we did have an issue once, which was insane, where we had just no water one day. There was oh. no water coming into the building, and I called Public Works. And uh, a guy had filled up his pickup truck that was a gas truck with diesel by accident uh, wow. and then realized it and started siphoning the diesel out of his truck and dumping it into a storm drain. Oh, uh, no. 
so the town, you know, called, like, you know, everybody's freaking out. So they called the state EPA and they told them, like, you just have to flush the water, flush as much water as you possibly can. So they just opened all the hydrants and were trying to flush water down these storm drains. So, like, there was no water pressure anywhere else in town. Um, wow. It was just the most insane thing. Like, the, the guy, they literally called in there with, like, buckets, like, just dumping diesel fuel. <laughs> uh, so... You, you, you wouldn't want that in your river when you're trying to make beer or, or bread, I'd imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Not allowed to just dump fuel into the river. Okay. All right. Man. All right. Good learning to know. Things. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the listeners at home are learning something new. Um, <laughs> now, uh, in this game, Burke, uh, you basically, the one of the things is that you can only make one beer or one style of bread at a time before and then you have to clean it out basically before you can start making another beer ship um, it off right is that yeah and then you sell it and everything like that right do you does that is that anything like it is in real life i mean do you um are you making one beer at a time and then cleaning everything out and then starting over again or I mean, as, far, as far as the the brewing process that's sort of how it works the the brew mm-hmm. house itself is where you know the the, the work which is the the beer before it's fermented, you know, before there's any, any alcohol is called work. And that's where that's made. And that's a, that's a single process. You know, in our, in our facility, we have a brew house that you run, you know, we can run multiple batches in a row, but you're essentially making one, you know, one following the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but fermentation tanks are what allow us to, you know, ferment multiple beers at, at the same mm-hmm. time. So, you know, we have enough tanks that we're running batches into all of those tanks and they're all fermenting sort of on staggered schedules you know, depending on when you're trying to get things produced. Um, hmm. But I mean, it's, you know, in modern beer making, it would be the, you know, like our cold storage is always a, a uh, you know, sort of a pinch point of where like, all right, we've got to, you know, ship this out before we can put the next thing in basically, mm-hmm. you know, that same kind of process, which I'm sure in this game, it's sort of replicating like a, you know, a small, a very small old brewery scale would probably be the same thing. You can only store so much, you know, in that, in that place. And it's got to get moved somewhere before the next thing can happen. Yep. Yeah, uh, not only the beer and the bread finished product, but also the um, ingredients that go into it, too. There's there's kind of tight storage um, in terms of how much, you know, grain you can hold and hops and stuff like that. So I, I would assume it's a similar thing where not only cold, but also dry storage becomes kind of an issue, too. Oh, for sure. There's there's anybody that owns a brewery knows they didn't make it big enough. You know, like, yeah, hey, yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. how big it is. You're always like, oh, you know, you're just yeah. you're always trying to jam more stuff in. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, you know that happens for sure with us too, and you know, ingredients-wise, um, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Not that I'm not that I am your friend at all, uh, Chris, but I definitely remember going to the, your brewery when it first opened, like that first weekend, and it was a it was a humongous refrigeration room. I remember just big and pretty empty. And then seeing it hmm. uh, several months later, just jam packed with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, suddenly not big enough. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. And that's what we, we you know, I've, I've given tours to people who like own or work at other breweries and always like, oh, it's so jammed up back here. And they're always like, our breweries half this size. Like, I, it's yeah. just everybody, you know, it's, everybody wishes they had more space because it's just never enough when you're, you know, especially yeah. moving stuff around with forklifts and, and pallet jacks and all that kind of stuff. It's like. Uh, you know, it essentially is a pretty big industrial operation, you know, large, mm-hmm. large scale warehousing and production. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it always seems like it's tight. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you can do in this game, though, is that you can um, you can get a little bit more storage. That's kind of an upgrade. But you can also do some other upgrades, too, that kind of benefit you, which is kind of uh, benefit your, you know, breweries and your and your bakeries, which is kind of cool. 
Um, and uh, the, the best part about it is that uh, you kind of get it, essentially kind of get it for free when you clean the brewery or the bakery. It's like the, the ad, there's like a dual action. You, you clean it out and sell it and then you uh also upgrade. install an upgrade basically so yeah. um i assume that's how it probably works in the in the beer industry is every time you clean the uh the tanks out you just get a free upgrade yeah exactly you just get a free free stainless steel tank shows up <laughs> yeah. that, that that would be ideal you know? that would be great <laughs> huh yeah. yeah i mean that's yeah the, in you know in uh in our industry it's like it, it got to a point you know when we first opened there were there were so many breweries opening and it took forever to get equipment. I mean, we had, we had ordered equipment uh, that was, you know, a six month lead time. Um, you know, now there's definitely a lot more capacity in the industry. I would say, you know, since COVID, you know, the, the things have, have slowed down and um, there's a lot of places that opened up that were huge that aren't making as much probably as they thought they would. So now it's like you could find tanks on the shelf and go buy one. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, for, for a long time, it was these guys were just, you know, they, they couldn't get enough welders to, to work basically to, to make tanks for the beer industry in America. It wow. was just, you know, those guys were working mm. as much. And, you know, I'm sure they would all love to just sell more and they just had nobody to make them. No, you know, it was that, that's how, how busy they were. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. You know, you know, Chris, I'm not, uh, Pete knows a little bit more about beer than I do. You know, I'm not mm. really a, uh, a beer guy, but I have mm -hmm. had a few of your beers. The one that, one that I really liked, it had like, uh, like hot chili peppers or something in it, mm. uh, like different flavors. How much is how much of that kind of thing, like flavoring beers? First of all, uh, are you a fan of that kind of thing? And secondly, uh, is that a newer phenomenon, or you think people in this game would have been like flavoring their beers with all kind, like pumpkins and stuff like that? It's interesting because I, I I like some of that stuff that like the chili beer you talk about. We did one with long hops and like a smoked malt mm -hmm. that was just like a really you know smoky spicy pepper. It was great. And then uh, we we've done a stout uh, called Bad Ombre, which has a bunch of stuff in it that's you know it's coffee and vanilla and uh, and serrano chilies and and you know uh, cinnamon like this kind of like chocolate mole stout. Um, so, I mean, mm -hmm. I think a lot of the, you know, sometimes, and I mean, I don't know, this is just me being like an old man yelling at clouds, I guess, but like, <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, where it's like, you know, marshmallow, uh, fruit loop, whatever beer. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Like I, I got into craft beer because it's like, we were making, you know, making things with real ingredients and, mm -hmm. you know, almost like a, from a culinary point of view of like, you know, this isn't McDonald's, like we're not going to use like the syrup to make a flavor. Like we're going to, you know, mm -hmm. use the, the real thing. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I really like to look at it from that perspective, which, you know, those beers, that's what it was. I mean, we were ch chopping up peppers and, and dosing them into a mm -hmm. tank, basically. Um, mm -hmm. But th there definitely are, I mean, throughout history, like hops are a fairly new phenomenon for beer. Like before mm -hmm. that, people used to use all kinds of crazy spices, you know, to basically try to preserve beer, you know, make it, uh, you know, more stable, that kind of thing. Um, we actually made one at, at the brewery that's uh, it's called a Gruet, which is like a, an old, very old, like spiced ale. Uh, that has no hops at all. And it's just all these really weird, you know, like mugwort and uh, like, uh, like wormwood and things like this, like these really weird, old, wow. you know, spices and herbs and things. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it didn't sell well at all. <laughs> was, we, we all thought it was interesting to make, but it was like, everybody was like, no, this is, this is pretty, pretty terrible. Uh, so, I'm, but I'm sure, you know, back at, at this time, I mean, they would have been using like all kinds of like juniper. It was used in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. you know, it was like, mm -hmm. a, you know, something that's very common in gin. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot of things yeah. that people probably today, you wouldn't re even recognize as beer that were being made back then uh, with whatever local, you know, herbs and ingredients they had. 
Uh, yeah, yeah Hobbs didn't really didn't really come on until you know the last I don't know two hundred years or something like that really for for uh, big time use in beer. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Um, and, and then in terms of uh, uh, board games, uh, Chris, obviously this is a board game that's all about beer, and they they seem to maybe go pretty well together. Have you ever uh, done both, drank beer and played <laughs> a board game at the same time? That is, that is, I would say it's a pretty common occurrence. Well, I mean, I okay. before I had, you know, little, little kids, not as common as it used to be, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's something, and yeah. it's something we've done at the, at the uh, brewery with uh, Tiki Tiki board games um, ah. you know, a lot um, where, you know, it, it, it's cool that the sort of the craft beer scene, uh, at least in our area is, is different than it's more, I would say, you know, it's more family friendly than a bar, you know, um, mm-hmm. during the day, especially. Um, but also just more, you know, like social and communal. It's not, you know, really a sports bar kind of atmosphere. Um, right. You know, we don't have a kitchen. There's not like, you know, that kind of thing going on. So, right. um, you know, we do get a lot of people that would come in for, you know, and just bring their own board games and play, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. sit there and drink. And, uh, right. you know, the Tiki Tiki guys, you know, bring in a selection of stuff for people to try um, yeah. that, you know, they, you know, sit there and, and try it out and see how you like it. But mm-hmm, it's definitely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I would say a pretty common occurrence at our place. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I think it mixes pretty well then, Andrew. I'd say. All right. I'd say maybe Scott's onto something with this game, maybe. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> you know, Bert. Uh, just out of curiosity, not that we are friends. Again, I would never come over to your house for a for like a game night if you invited me. Okay, that would not happen. Oh okay, no, can't friends. happen. No. No. But um, any what board games are you playing for fun recently? What What's a good one that you played recently that you liked? I tell you, it's funny. My wife and I have been playing uh, Point Salad like over and over again yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. Is, so good. you know like a, a you know card pickup game you you pick up different mm-hmm. rules and and mm-hmm. grab different vegetables to to mm-hmm. score points and stuff um yeah. and it's funny we're playing we've been playing with two people um which makes it you know it's, it's like hey there's, there's only six of each vegetable uh so you know you're basically just go you know you you can see it's like you're counting cards in blackjack like you're looking right. like all right i need two more carrots and like Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got the two carrots. Like I'm screwed. I, I can't yeah. possibly do that. You know, so <laughs> yeah, 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 start yeah, revising yeah. your whole strategy. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, so that's, yeah. That's been fun. We've been playing that one a lot. Oh, that's good. So in that there game, you, you have to reduce the number of cards when you only play with two people. Mm-hmm. Is that how that works? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So what I read, it's yeah. funny. I read somebody online who basically because there's 18 of each in the full deck, so you split mm. it. You put it to six when you're playing, you know, two player. Right. Um, so they divided it into three separate decks and then played each one in a row. And oh. add up the total score because, like the you know each each deck would have to, has different rules. So if you play the same six cards over and over, like it's the same rule each time, basically. Mm. Um, so doing it that way was, was cool. we did that. Um, okay. But it's like you know by the end you're yeah you're scrambling like I'm I'm down ten points and like I need that lettuce or I'm not you know I can't <laughs> make this hand work you know now you're sort of revising your whole plan you know halfway through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's probably something that uh, you know the people depicted in this in this game would probably have said, where they go, "Oh my God, I need that I need that lettuce for my village to survive," <laughs> but the other village has. Yeah, now uh, nobody's going to make it through the winter. Now without, nobody's going to make it through the winter. winter. <laughs> and and then to, and then these days we just make a game about it where it's just like, <laughs> ah, I just I just burned this lettuce because I don't care about it. Got people, guys from the past going like, "Oh my God, that would have." that would have got us through the winter <laughs> uh well chris it's been great talking to you and you brought so much of a uh, insight to us about the process of uh making beer 
and bringing it to market and everything like that. So now I feel like I got a whole new set of eyes on this game, Andrew. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, Chris, is there anything you want to plug uh, for the people at home? Um, like uh, any any place they, they want to find stuff from you or something you want them to check out these days? Yeah, I mean, I would take our, our uh, follow us on social media, aidensandbeer.com, aidensandbeer um, on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram also. Um, you know, that's where we have all our updates, releases, can releases, all that stuff. And, you know, we're distributed cool. throughout South Jersey, Philadelphia. Um, so if you, you know, go someplace and we're not on tap, you can ask. And uh, our, mm-hmm. our distributor, our, our local salespeople, hopefully can, uh, can get them beer. Hey, now we're talking. And maybe, uh, maybe uh, bread in the future branch out into. <laughs> Actually, that's the no, thing. That's... We just we we just got a whole. Uh, they they passed a bill. Uh, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago uh, to to try to lift some of the restrictions on the New Jersey breweries. And one of the big ones is mm. food. You know, we can't serve food, which oh. um, you know something a lot of people would be interested in. So we'll see. They're they're trying to get some some liquor license reform apparently in the state, and it's uh, okay. you know like everything will be a. You know, a completely smooth and not corrupt process. I'm sure. Yes, I'm uh, sure. Right, right. It's everything is sure. in, in mm-hmm. local politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's uh, that would be that would be an interesting thing to play around wow. with. Andrew, I think we got to send them a copy of this game. You know what I mean? To yeah. inspire them. You know what I mean? To change some of these. Yeah, talk about talk about corruption. That's where. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slip them this game under the table. You know what I mean? Hey, maybe we could uh, serve some uh, bread at some breweries. Yeah, yeah. Roll up to a uh, you know local uh, uh, local representative's house and be like, I got some little something here for you. And, Here's a uh, free board game. <laughs> they they just immediately they the, the look on their face when they realize it's not like a one million dollars or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, awesome talking to you, Chris. Thanks so much for for coming on the show and uh, going over everything with us and and uh, schooling us in the uh, school of hard beer. Hard. No, that didn't work. Hard beer is hard. It's a hard drink. It's not a soft drink, right? Hard so. bread with no, a little bit true. of beer. Yeah, that's that's not, French, yeah, you don't want maybe. hard bread. Yeah, because you don't yeah. want hard bread. <laughs> well, but when but if you're going to the school of hard knocks, you got to admit that you probably want a stiff drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that, that's, that's that's it. That's the way to end that's, it. That's the, way, that's the to perfect end way to end this. Wow. Both of you agree it's the perfect way to end it? What more can we do? That's been Chris Burke, everybody. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, guys. Woo! Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Um, that's what I say after that call. Um, <laughs> Boy, what a great call. And uh, now the party continues, Andrew, um, because I feel like something about you, Andrew, yeah. something... Yeah. something Looks like you're ready to party. You know, it looks like you're maybe ready to cut loose here. Um, yeah, I am because I just got my expanders out. I just got my expanders out. Okay, now that it that does explain it. So it's yeah. kind of like, uh, you know, you're basically you got your expanders off of your teeth or whatever and you're like now i can cut now i, I can cut a rug or whatnot that's right uh, yeah now i, I can, can eat, eat uh, a rug i can eat a rug you can finally <laughs> eat a rug good. which your yeah orthodontist <laughs> did say now you can get back to eating rugs yeah. 
Um, what's what's something you what's something they wouldn't want you to eat when you have expanders? And I guess candy and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, something sticky gum, rock or... candy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like a soft, uh, chewy candy. Perhaps. Mm. I, I don't think I ever had expanders. I had the stuff where you where you they you put like a little key in and turned it. Um, what? Whoa. Yeah. Have you not? You don't know nothing. Yeah. No. Uh, it hurts. Well, look, I'm gonna. I'm about to break the magic of this segment. I've actually never had braces oh ever. No, never God. been to an orthodontist. I actually before. don't know what expanders are, but um, <laughs> we could have been getting this wrong this whole time. No, uh, but it's part of the canon here. now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, anyway, Andrew, I'm talk about... and then speaking of, um, you know. Can, the show's canon in this segment we got to mm. talk about expansion packs uh if this game has any which i think it's a little too early for that it doesn't have any yet. Not, and if it not. doesn't have any we're gonna go ahead and just make some up what we think it should have um That's right. so we're in a rare position here to really get in the ear of capstone and scott Alms and say mm-hmm. you know hey it's time to make some it, expansions to this this hot game that everybody's talking about we got you it's covered. Know what I mean? And I'll tell you what expansion they should make next. It's the next evolution of Beer and Bread. It's All called right. Vinegar and Croutons. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Explain. Well, what happens when you get halfway through your brewing and you kind of forgot about it? You just left it on the shelf. Okay. <sighs> Maybe this happens more with wine, but bear with me here. Um, yeah. Well... Of course, it turns into vinegar, right? That's vinegar, uh, beer sure. vinegar. Yeah. What happens when you leave your bread out and it gets all stale? That's croutons, baby. So, wow. uh, vinegar and croutons is the new game. It's a second board that you attach onto this first board. When you move your beer and bread out of your little um, your bakery and your brewery, uh, and it says that you sell it, right? You get points. Uh, yes. It's not so easy. Now you got to actually go out and sell it. There's a whole other game. Oh. Where you, there's you got a, a there's an outside stuff. sales okay element yes. to this yeah yes so it's a bit kind of an economic business kind of side of this game wow. where you got actually sell. and if it sits on the shelf too long it turns into vinegar and croutons you get right maybe and that. maybe a less worth less but yes I yes. mean, people still do buy vinegar and croutons though so that's good it's just well this was this pay. unfortunately this game takes place before people realized that salads were healthy they didn't eat salads they only oh. drank they only drank beer and ate bread that was their whole diets and uh hmm, they never ate bad. lettuce or yeah and they didn't beer. have like uh they didn't put vinegar on their like fish and chips or anything like that no no they definitely didn't do that no nope. mm. so they are it's you're not going to get as many points for the vinegar and the croutons wow. Wow, That's the expansion. Fair. I think it's a great, great idea. It makes total yeah. sense. Makes to- it's again, it's thematic. It's a th- I'm getting hints of a thematic yep. tie-in. Um, and also, the great thing is that I didn't think of any of the mechanics of how that would even work. So that's up to you, Scott. Um, there you that. go. You know, uh, you know, happy birthday, Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. Um, yeah. That's for you. That's a present for you, Andrew. Um, my. Uh, game. I think you'll also get hints of a thematic tie-in here. Um, oh, I'm, getting the, I'm getting hints. I'm getting. Whiffs. You're getting hints of it already. Now, let me preface my expansion here, uh, Andrew, by uh, spotlighting that I feel like this is a pretty idyllic setting. Okay, uh, Andrew, this is uh, probably this is this is Europe. Uh, seems probably like a German Bavarian, you know, type area. Um, two villages sharing a field and a river producing basic food and drink for the enjoyment of its people. Right. Um, seems like a pretty chill society. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like they're worried about, mm, let's say maybe like criminalizing harmless intoxicants, putting people in, uh, uh, let's just say hypothetically like for-profit prisons and a decades-long uh, okay, war on drugs, go. you know, that they'll never win or anything like that. Um, so that's why they got to grow that cannabis, Andrew. Because uh, I don't <laughs> I think uh, they seem fine with beer. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're pastoral folks. This is the perfect place to, uh, to grow weed. Um, and, uh, here's the thing. There's all the introduction of weed can have effects on the existing gameplay mechanics, Andrew. Okay. Maybe the villages are a little bit more chill, uh, once they start growing the cannabis, you know, and maybe once a season you can like trade some resources or something that helps with maybe how tight and uh, and uh, some problems with storage and stuff like that. Maybe you can agree oh, on like some trades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trade, I do, wow, that's actually a good idea, trading the... I'm uh, telling you. What yeah. Do you think I was going to not have good ideas for this? Well, sometimes... I'm No, of course not. You always have you. on these. Yeah, Thank okay. you, Sorry. Andrew. That means Sorry. a lot. Um, I hope you're listening, Capstone uh, and Scott. Um now, uh, maybe instead of trading goods or along with trading goods, maybe you can also just like use an, the other village's brewery or bakery in exchange for something. You can be like, hey, you can take, you can put a card in my space or whatever, but I'm going to want X, Y, and Z as a, re-, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can barter, you know what I mean? Um, you're, you're not as competitive, maybe. You're, you're, you're working together even more in that respect. May, and you know what, Andrew? Maybe people get the munchies, okay? You know what I mean? And uh, and, uh, somet- and sometimes, maybe like during the fruitful season, maybe they buy two of the bread that you're selling, you know? So maybe it's worth uh, double points or whatever, you know what I mean? Because they're like, I'll actually take two of those. You know what I mean? Or maybe like in the dry season, they take two of the beers you're selling because they're just like, you know what? Just that's let's just have a night. I'll have a I'll have another one. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Mm. So now you're now you're you know, there's a little bit less tightness on the points too, you know. Uh and of course, uh Andrew, this probably introduces maybe like let's say a third at least a third building, um, which is a hot spencers, you know what I mean? Oh hot where spencers. you can Yeah, yeah. Where you can probably get like bongs that are shaped like uh Peter Griffin or Right. Brian Griffin or Chris Griffin. Um, Stewie Griffin, those... mooning, yep. ha- you know, mooning mm-hmm. the... Yeah, I got it. Quagmire uh, yeah. Griffin. <laughs> Cle- Cleveland Griffin. Um, one of those guys. Those characters were Griffins. But, yeah, hmm, I don't know. Um, and uh, so there you go. I think that's. I think that opens up a whole world of, you know, of options Family for you. Guy, is Family Guy still making new episodes like The Simpsons? Hmm... Couldn't tell you. Because um, The Simpsons, uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, about how it's insane that like they still are making new episodes, but nobody watches insane. it. You know? yeah. I, well, there's probably some people who are... Like, there's some people who like didn't... Right. They didn't know that it used to be like an extremely high-quality product or whatever. You know what I mean? They just <laughs> the, it, For them, it's just whatever. It's, they watch Phineas and Ferb or whatever, and they also watch The Simpsons. I don't know. Not the throw dirt on Phineas and Ferb or whatever. But I don't know anything about it, but I was just pulling something out of the air. Um, but now Family Guy has also been, like, that and also South Park is another one that's been on, like, forever mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. I believe yeah. they still make new episodes. I, I, I haven't watched yeah. that in a while, but... Uh, yeah, you know, more power it. to them, I say. Hey, take all the money from those big 
companies that you can is what yeah, I would say. Right. Go for it. I don't care. It doesn't it doesn't bother me that a, if a show's not good and it's on, I don't care, honestly. I just won't watch it. And uh giving get, people get jobs. Your bag. Yeah. Yeah. Job creators, you know what I mean? Job creators. Job creators. Andrew, uh all this talk about um you know, getting the munchies and everything. Yeah. Uh, and and creating jobs. It's got me uh, a little <laughs> peckish, Andrew. Uh, I'm getting more than a hint of peckish. I'm getting hungry, hungry, hungry. I'm a hungry, hungry host. You know what I'm saying? Hungry, hungry hosts. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying here, Andrew. I'm getting hints of uh, the segment Hungry, Hungry Hosts here, where we're let's say we're starving on a desert island. What part of this game are you are you eating first, Andrew? What do you, what are you thinking here? Let me hear what you got. Okay, uh, is a tough tough choice. I'm looking at all. You these got a pieces. lot of choices. Yeah, I got a lot of choices. I mean, there are cards with pictures of bread and beer on them. Those are just pictures. But I want to eat something meatier. There are the little tokens, you know, the little wood painted pieces that are so common in board games, and they're shaped like the things in the games. Uh, the resource tokens, yeah. The mm-hmm. resource tokens. You got your broccoli. You got your <laughs> your bow tie pasta, right? You, you got your uh, clearly bundle of sticks. Um, yep. mm-hmm. You got your sweet potato tots. Those look pretty good, yes. orange ones. You know, yeah. so I just I had a lot of trouble deciding which one uh, looked the tastiest. But mm-hmm. I, I guess Pete, I'll go with the bow tie pastas. That's what I mean. Okay, because, um, I see. You know, I think. You're got, uh, got, carbs a, in them. got the Italian running through your blood. Yeah, yeah uh, some good. red sauce. Yeah, uh, so they might be scratching their heads at home, Andrew. Basically, we had a lot of fun uh, thinking of other things these things could look like. So uh, you got your barley, which uh, if you look Wait, at I'm it, sorry, what? I, and I use your that, uh... yeah, and use your imagination. It would look like a maybe a pile of sticks. You got your your wheat that looks like bow tie pasta. You got your um, your uh, hops that look hops like broccoli. Look I guess. like broccoli tops. Broccoli that looks I mean? like hops. Excuse me, I'm sorry. This it is yeah. it is broccoli. I'm trying. To... I just yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your rye. It's orange. It kind of looks like uh, some sweet potato. Um, yeah, I, I'd say, hey, listen, especially when you're, uh, you know, hallucinating, starving on an island. Yeah. You know, yep. those things could be anything you want. I've seen Looney Tunes. Somebody's uh, somebody's head could be a turkey. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm all – if you want to think it's broccoli or sweet potato, I'd say go for it. Uh, as for me, Andrew, I, you kind of skipped over some some stuff that I was considering here. Um, now, make mm-hmm. no mistake, Andrew, what I would say, get this out up top, I'm going to eat every single part of this game eventually that I can, <laughs> right? Especially, right. But, but um, you know, I'm starving on a desert island. All of these crop tokens, these resource tokens, all of these beer cards and bread cards and everything like that, they're all looking scrumptious to me. But uh, what's the thing that I'm tackling first, Andrew? The first thing I'm cracking into? Mm-hmm. It's not a food. It's a drink, Andrew. Okay? A drink. And it's because, listen, as we know, you should not drink ocean water. Okay? Right. Uh, it's too much salt. the hard way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, too much salt. But you know I'd be trying anyway, Andrew. I'm, come on. I'm starving. I'm, I'm, um, I'm dying thirsty. of thirst. You know right. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. You know. This island is making me thirsty. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, my thirst is going to drive up because I'm drinking the ocean water. Andrew, I'm going to get desperate. I'm going to be seeing one of these cards with a cold beer depicted on it in <sighs> one of these big old German mugs. Come on, man. 
I'm eating that card, and I'm going to hope that it's quenching my thirst, Andrew. Okay. I yeah. thought you were going to say that you were going to eat the little water tokens, the little uh, blue... Yeah, I was thinking about that too, uh, but I... If somebody... But, you know, an Oasis illusion or whatever and it is a nice cold beer come on I'm, i can't put that i'm gonna i'm gonna run to it like so many looney tunes you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna put my head's gonna bury yeah. in the sand you know what i mean and i'm gonna well, pip, 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 as I'm i hate to break it to you but what? whether you eat the water tokens or eat the card with the beer on it that those are yeah. still solids i mean you're still eating oh them. You're not, my you're not god pee, oh so. my god yeah, there's well, no moisture really. In I feel this, like in this a, I feel like an idiot, Andrew. I feel like uh, I feel like a dang caveman over here. You know what I mean? I yeah. Oh, you mean even think about that. you mean you feel like a Neanderthal? Neanderthals. Yeah, that's right, Andrew. That's that's kind of what I feel like, and that's kind of what this segment's about, Andrew. Neanderthals. Um, let's say you're teleported to uh, prehistoric times. Cavemen insist that you show them your games, Andrew, or else they'll club you over the head or something like that. Is this one of the ones you're showing? Why or why not? Um, I I struggle with this, but I don't see a reason why I would not. I saw yes, I'm gonna show them this uh, game. Why would I okay. try and hold back this delicious cookbook from them? You know, that's what the, really what this game is. It's Good the point. recipes. That's got recipes Re- on it. Recipes for making beer and bread. Wow, wow! I'm feeling I'm feeling altruistic today. I think yeah. that uh, you know this game it has farming, it has yeah. beer, and it yeah. has bread. These are some of the basic, most basic advancements towards yep. a, a first civilization, a true civilization. So yeah, very true, very true. And you know, I was reading today actually, as I was looking on the internet, I was reading today that no one actually knows the origin of beer and bread in civilization like who came up with this how did it happen you know wow thing. probably some sort of accident people leaving things out and then they realized that there was this fermentation uh happening. yeah but nobody knows how so i feel like if i go back in time and i introduce this game to neanderthals i will be the first one to know exactly how it happened i can i can tell for sure it's because i went back in time okay. and showed this game of beer and bread. i see I see. It's one of those things where you create a historic moment that yeah. we've known forever, um, but we didn't know it started with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now you do know. Yeah. One of those. And then I'm. Like... I come back to the future, and I'm like immortalized. Yeah. You know. It's not. You're basically called... the th- the three PO to the world's Ewoks. You know. Ewoks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mm. Yes. Yeah. No. That, and then that's people smart. like people people love Andrew Miller so much that like mm-hmm. anybody who makes bread is then like referred to as a Miller. You know. Yep. It's like yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And then people take name. that last name as kind yeah. of a tribute to yeah. Yeah. I like exactly. it. Exactly. I like it. I like it. Uh, Andrew, I'm absolutely showing this to Neanderthals as well. Uh, those Kivmen, I think they would. Uh, I think they'd love to see this game, Andrew. I got one word for you, okay. Andrew. Okay. Okay. Cups, Andrew. Cups. Uh, this game would not only introduce the idea of cups to cavemen, which I think they'll love because they get the they show you the beer in these big old German 
steins or mugs or whatever. Yeah. So so first of all, they'll look at it and they'll go, what in the heck is this? And it's like you put liquid in it. It's It holds <laughs> liquid, and they're going to love that. They're going to wow. love that. I didn't even think it, about this. It, it shows them cups. It also shows them three different styles of cups. So I think they're just going to go, you know, from zero like, to wow. 60. They're going to it's yeah. gonna blow their mind. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then they're going to start using cups. They're going to love that. So I'm 3PO in this case. Uh, <laughs> but also, you know, I mean, of course it shows them agriculture, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but cups they're going to love for sure. That's probably the main thing. Another <laughs> thing they're going to love, Andrew, is uh-huh. they're going to uh, – honestly, they're going to love it when I – act out what beer is because they probably haven't figured out beer yet um but i'm going to show them what it's like to be like intoxicated basically they're going to love that you know i mean i'm going to be stumbling around slurring my speech and everything like that acting it out and they're gonna they're definitely gonna be like haha he funny you know what i mean (laughs) um Oh, it's kind of like when 3PO tells the stories to the Ewoks at the end. They're all oh, like, you know. And the, yeah, they, they do. They literally do that. They go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. We did it, Pete. We both became our Does 3PO try to – does he speak uh, – does he speak to them yeah. in their language? Yes, in a broken version of their language. He is a protocol droid. He does, have, he, does, he does have a database of like – he uh, he knows a language that's like similar to theirs, and so he says, mm. "Oh, I, I think I know this language, but they're using a dialect or something like." So he speaks in like some okay. sort of like, like as if he doesn't really quite know how to speak it. Yeah, because I, I for some reason I remember him being like "opo copo topo" or whatever, and they go "oh" or whatever. Yes, doesn't that happen? Okay. Yes, yeah. he does. He speak. Yeah, he definitely speaks out loud in that language. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, it's great. Wow! 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 Oh, Andrew, um, I think the two of us, you know, could go watch Star Wars right now if we wanted to. New Hope, yeah. maybe, or maybe we'll just go straight to Jedi and watch that scene. All right, we could well, do that. We could do we that, could. Andrew. If we we could. Oh, you know what, though, Pete, we can't hmm. because we, we do have one final question here to ask. Oh. Uh, yeah, two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Okay, Andrew, that is an important question we got to answer first before we go watch the original trilogy back to back to back. Um, so, how sure are we that two people should play this game, Andrew? If we're saying anywhere from zero percent sure to a hundred percent sure that two people should play this game, what do you think? Okay. Well, um, Pete, I've kind of been, I've been trying to kind of hold this, hold this in for this whole episode. You've been Uh, burying a lead? I think that Beer and Bread is a very well-made game, and I definitely could not come up with a better game than, than this for, that's for sure. Uh, but man, uh, it's really just not for me, I gotta say. Um, okay. Yeah, it's well done, but it's just not my cup of beer, you know? Wow. Um, much like in the vein of when we played All Creatures Big and Small, yeah. uh, or Paris, La Cité de la Lumière, remember that mm. one? Yeah, um, great games. Yeah, very not good games for me. I do not like that <laughs> game. It has, these games have very, this one's the same, you've, you've mentioned it several times throughout this episode, I've had to bite my tongue a few times, you're like, oh, it's a really, it's really tight, it's really tight, I, I do not like that in a game, it's no, yeah. 
no wiggle room at all. It's like extremely tight, and I, I get this feeling that if I mess up one little thing, like that's it. Yeah, I, I, I gotta wait. Yeah, which is game. great. Yeah, which is not <laughs> yeah. great. Um, also, in this game, you can mess up each other's plans, which is kind of kind of reminds me of like uh, when we played Mandala, where you can you can collect resources all day, be ready. Oh, finally, yes, I'm gonna be able to pull the trigger and score this big thing, and then the yeah. turn right before you do that, your opponent can steal the thing that you were going to score on and do something else with it. Yeah, that's great, too. Yeah, you're right. These are all things that make the game great, Andrew. You're correct. These are all Uh... things that make the game (laughs) extremely frustrating. And I'll say my final complaint is that the scoring at the end, I think, is annoying. I think it should not be the lower of the two. I think you should at least do, like, maybe an average of the two scores or something like that, not the lowest. Yeah. Because I think... Uh, I like that he's trying to like make it so you're not just going all beer heavy or all bread heavy, but I don't know. I just want some mm-hmm. uh, some benefit to scoring a lot of points. You know, I don't like yeah, having to be yeah, like, yeah. oh, I can't do that. I gotta go. Um, I agree. I agree. It's also I I also believe that it's annoying how clever that scoring mechanism is. It's so it's <laughs> no, so it's good. Not. It's so good. It actually it's, it's is annoying. It's good, but I think it's not quite. But Andrew, um, and when, and look, some people like this listen. sort of thing. I don't. Uh, so it might it yeah. might be for you, like it is for P, but not for yeah. me. So, um, okay. and uh, so put a number on it. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think that. I, oh, well, I actually, I said that was the last thing. I have one more thing. I, I think the theme. Okay. I joked that it's Uve, right? We both said, "Oh, it's yeah. an Uve theme." Yeah. Uh, I kind of want. Uh, I'm a little bored with this theme. I think that. I, I think that they should come up with something a little more original. Like I don't know, like getting swallowed by a giant space creature and mining crystals in its intestinal. Like that would be more interesting. Listen. Come up with something like that, Scott. Okay. Um, Listen, Andrew. <laughs> so anyway, uh, my rating for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give this one a 68 percent, and that's not a horrible rating. The only reason why it's not lower no. is because I I I will say this. I found myself frustrated with this game. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is one of these types of games that I do not like. But I did find myself wanting to play like two, three more times until I finally won a game. And I got... Yeah. It, it's like a video game. For me, it's like a video game that is frustrating. I keep dying and having to start over again. But mm-hmm. I want to beat it. And then as soon as I beat it, I don't want to play it anymore. Like, okay, Right. It's the I, principle I, you know? of the issue. I just want to beat yeah. this thing. Right. And I did mm-hmm. find myself getting better at the game. So that felt good. You know, so that was mm-hmm. good. Um, because mm-hmm. I, could, I did... The first game, I was just like a mess. I was like, what? This is like... Because I didn't realize how little wiggle room you have. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I, I couldn't design a better game than this. I think it's very well made. And it, mm-hmm. it works. It works well. It the it's a good yeah. game that I don't like. That's all it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I... Uh, well, the, actually, you know what? I'm going to hold off on compar- making the the things... The comparisons to other games, because we'll do that in a second. Let's focus on this one. Uh, I... I uh... I really like this one, Andrew. I, I don't think that's uh, oh, really? probably... You know, I don't think that's any surprise out there, uh, necessarily. <laughs> um, it's got Uva all over it. Um, which I love. His DNA is all over it, covered in it. You know what I mean? Um, I think that yeah. the decisions that you have to make are surprisingly complex, uh, and their complexity unfolds before your very eyes the more you play it. I always love when that's uh, a part of a game, you know what I mean, where it's it seems simple at first, but then you're like, oh, now that I think of it, you know, I got to do this and that, though, and I also got to consider that. You know, I love, that's, I love that. Um yes. And uh, at 
Okay. At first, at first, you're like, all right, uh, I'll just do this, and that's pretty simple. And then you're like, wait, but this is why I shouldn't do that right now. Well, because then this would happen. Uh, and it's the it's one of those games, Andrew. I think where you you start off leaning back in your chair, relaxing. You're like, ah, this will be a piece of cake. We'll see what this is all about. You know. What I mean? But before long, you move to the edge of your seat. You're back straight up. You're scanning all the options on the table. You know. Uh, and that's great. That's that's how I want every night to go. You know what I mean? I want to start out leaning back in my chair. I want to want to be rocket straight up. And then have to be looking at a t- about a ton of cards, you know what I mean, um, and all the text on it. That's my perfect night. Uh, there's a lot to think about if you're kind of maximizing the game strategies. We talked about that. I like a game where there's a lot to think about, personally. Um, and uh, I will say the tightness does lead to situations where you simply do not have the ingredients for any of the cards available sometimes. And you have to, like you said, you got to re, rejigger the plan or whatever. You know what I mean? You got to uh, yeah. recalibrate. Um, and that is possible. You just have to start harvesting again and kind of shuffling some old stuff out of your storehouse and shuffle the new stuff in and yada, yada, yada. Um, sometimes it can feel like you're kind of doing that so late that once you do that, you got to start all over again, yada yada. That there is there is some, some tightness with the storing that certainly makes it more complex, and and I could see where the frustration would come in. We, we played um, one game where because you can get an upgrade where you can get an extra storage space, yeah, uh, on certain cards, and we played one game where I got like three of those just out of because I was annoyed by how little yeah space you had to store stuff. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm just yeah, adding every yeah. single one of these that I have. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that that is part of the strategy. I think you have to, yes. uh, knowing after you play the game a couple times, then you're like, all right, I know I have to be somewhat flexible in this case. You know what I mean? It makes you just kind of play smarter in the future and stuff like that. So, uh, so honestly, that doesn't bother me, uh, as much, uh, even though it can be frustrating. Um, so Andrew, let me be clear. Uh, I am 92 sure that two people should play this game Andrew Uh, I think it's really good I think it's really smart it's uh, it's the setting that's right up my alley uh, and I think they did a great job uh, tying it in thematically and I think the mechanics are solid and I think there's a lot to think about it's really it's 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 my kind of game so yeah that is your highest rating in a long time I think that's probably true that's probably true Uh, but Andrew uh, my rating and your rating, mm, they don't matter on their own necessarily. That's not our rating, okay? Mm. Uh, for our rating, we're going to have to go ahead and head on over to the leaderboard. Leaderboard. Okay, we're going to take a look at the leaderboard. Like Pete said, we're going to give an average of these two. You know what, Pete? I'm going to change the rules of our leaderboard. I think we should just the go lower, with the, go with the lower. No, the lowest number. And we that's didn't our... establish that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, see, wow. wouldn't that just be terrible if we just had the lowest number? You know kind of it. it okay, the... you know what? I'm kind of into it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you just love it. You just, it's a new mechanic you just love about her. <laughs> I love it. I was thinking about, as you were going on about how much you love this game, I think the, the yeah. thing that I don't like, it, like I liked uh, growing up, I liked games like SimCity and Civilization where you just had unlimited time to just build oh, and just do okay. something. This is, this is like somebody like being like, um... After ten minutes of playing SimCity, uh, boop, game's over, and we, just, you know, that's it. We're like, what? Yeah. I didn't, get to, I didn't get to continue to build up my farm or my, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm, it is, but, mm-hmm, but you seem mm-hmm. to like the uh, the challenge. Of I like that, the, I guess. Yeah. Well, I like the puzzle that kind of results from that from those restrictions. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm, personally. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And that's why I gave it a ninety-two, and of course, that's why you gave it a sixty-eight. Um, yes. Now, if we take those, we add them together, divide by two, and that's how you find your average out there, folks. Uh, wow. And what, class dismissed. Um, you would end up at a score of an overall score, 80% sure the two of us together are that two people should play this game. Uh, yeah. First of all, great score. Second of all, same exact score as another game that we've reviewed, wow. um, Lost Cities. Also got an average score of 80 from us. Now, the uh, eagle-eared listeners at home will remember that we do have a contingency plan to figure out which one is higher on the list than the other one if they have the same exact score, which is that if whichever game has the most passionate uh, single score from one of us, that goes above. And so my score of 92 was of the four scores and seven years ago, seven years ago. Uh, of the four scores the two you know the the one from each of us for both of these games that is the highest score the 92 so that is going to be a you know right above lost cities on our leaderboard here um and that's it's in good uh company because i love lost cities play it all the time now Ooh, think it's a modern classic just can't get enough of it. Uh, and then you got it right above that is Shores of Tripoli, which wow. um, was uh, really just a blast for us to play. Uh, so, I mean, hey, it, it might be technically number 33 on our list, but keep in mind, this is <laughs> this is the 67th game that we've covered, <laughs> so it's basically right there in the middle. And keep in mind, the yeah, the top half of this list is just that just heavy hitters. I mean, all of them, basically. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah. So this is this is great coming to be in. Yeah. Beer, beer and bread coming in at number 33 with an average score of 80%. Wow. wow. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool, Andrew. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. But are we cool? Are we cool? Okay, after playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down? Uh, we got to keep track of, of course, our friendship to see if we're still, still can be friends and still have a podcast. Yeah. So we got to yeah, do that yeah, every yeah. episode. So. Good point. Good point. Let's just make sure that we're still cool here or not. Okay. Um, uh, Pete, according to me, after playing this game, we are not cool. I said we went down by two points. Um, oh, I was, my I was pretty mad every time you stole one of my breads that I was going to bake or my beers that I was going to brew. I had it all set up and then I had a bunch of worthless bow tie pastas in my storehouse that I could not use 
for my recipes because you what? stole so many of my things. The so, heck? Minus two. Uh, wow. Oh, my God. Um, well, Andrew, I, I, you know what? We're gonna just going to have to end this one in the negative because I said we went up by one, Andrew, but I, oh, okay. I, I only said one. I didn't, you know, I didn't cover the, I didn't cover the spread. Didn't cover um, the spread. So we're no, still a negative one for this episode. Wow. But, you know, Pete, I really should go back and tally up our all of our friendship points for all of our episodes yeah, and see where yeah. we're landing. I, I know that we're in the positive because we usually are in we the positive. We gotta so. be. We're usually in the positive. So, yes. yeah. So, yeah, no, I found, you know what I mean? I found this game very frustrating. It's a good game. It's a very good game that's frustrating. It's a knife fight in a phone booth, as they call these type of games, <laughs> I think. And I... Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, upset by the end of the night. But... You were stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I did. I get got stabbed <laughs> multiple times. You kept beating me too, and then eventually I find the last game of the night I won, and I was like, "Okay, we're done. See ya." Okay, and that's all I needed. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, uh, man, I flubbed that one. That's for sure. Uh, I'm still still <laughs> replaying that one in my mind. No, just kidding. Uh, Andrew, uh, Are you really... I know you were uh... you were a little frustrated on that one. I kind of remember. Well, I just I you know hey, I didn't diversify my. Uh, my my yeah. product. Wow. What can I say? You know, Went classic way too mistake. heavy on the on the bread and not enough beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, big mistake. Uh, classic mistake. You know, you should probably just like pay attention, try and get better at the game. You know, appreciate the puzzle that it is. That's kind of what I do when I when I play okay. games. Yeah, that's good. You that's know, good. <laughs> you really should just. I would. Uh, I I think honestly that our listeners should uh, should pay attention and appreciate the puzzle that is uh, you know our social media presence, Andrew. <laughs> That is a real puzzle, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. on Twitter we are at to play that pod. On Instagram we are uh, to can play that game podcast. You could always uh, just email us. You know, to can play that game podcast at gmail dot com if you have any mm. ideas or questions or anything like that. Um, you know, hey, do you, uh, go ahead you still and rate have that and picture. You still on, have that uh, picture of me using the water uh, token to cry a tear. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You want to put that on? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll put so that on social media. If you go on our, on our Instagram or That'll whatever, That'll be a good, see, uh, yeah, you'll see that representation picture. of how you feel. Yeah, so you can see that picture of me crying when I lost this game so much. Wow, uh, wow, wow. So go wow. on our Instagram and, and, wow. and follow. Is that what you do on Instagram? I'm not on Yeah, yeah sure, follow. yeah. And then also tune in next time. Oh, uh, yeah. Unless, Andrew... Unless they um, get another friend. Oh, yeah. If you get another friend, you can't tune into this podcast. That, 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 we made that abundantly clear, right? So yeah. uh, in that mm-hmm. case, you're going to want to tune into a different podcast. It's called Spelling 3 Champ. That's right, Andrew. Spelling 3 Champ is the podcast all about three-player board games, which interviews exclusively people who have won spelling bees at some point in their life, Andrew. Wow. That's, um, yeah. yeah. It's a good. I like. I like the pun. You know. I think I love puns. You know. They should always Me too. end the podcast with a pun. You you like them mm-hmm. too? Yeah. Good. I, I love them. Yeah. I can't get enough of them. In fact, I want them in all my reviews, Andrew, from some French guy. Yes. Yes. Start. Do do us a favor on all your. It's a really bad pun too. Reviews. It was uh, Night of the Living Bread. It's like Night of the Living man. Bread. I mean, that is. Look, I'm a dad. That is a great pun. I love that. No. Come on. Yeah. Especially from somebody who's French. I mean, Night of the Living Bread.
You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? 